to come. Pete Abbey Comic World's weekly podcast on comics and graphic novel publishing. I'm Calvin Reed, Senior News Editor of Publishers Weekly and Editor of PW Comics World. Check us out online at publishersweekly.com slash comics. All right, uh, uh, listeners, we are back. Uh, we, we were here last year. We're back again. We're at the Black Comic Book Festival at the Schomburg Library uh, in Harlem. Uh, and this week, I have the pleasure to be interviewing uh, Dr. Sheena C. Howard, um, uh, 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 professor at Ryder University, uh, scholar, scholar, um, uh, 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 comics writer now but more even more importantly also the author of um the black <laughs> encyclopedia of black comics I'll, I'll get it right eventually uh dr howard thank you so much for being on more to come thank you it's exciting to be here uh, you know i mean i, I want to go down uh, your other credits obviously mm -hmm. you have a lot yes. um uh, but i need to get that intro in Definitely. all right uh and, and i wanted everybody to know where we are sitting here on on one of the exhibition floors in right. the historic schaumburg library yes. in new york city uh we're surrounded by fans uh people looking at uh, comics looking at your book yes. Yes. Uh, so just to set the scene, I'm sure you can hear the buzz yes. in the background. Um, uh, so uh, you're the Eisner Award winning yes. uh, author of yes. uh, Black Comics, uh, Race and Representation. Black Comics, uh, Politics of Race and Representation. Um, uh, you, uh, you're a graduate of Howard University, which yes. we uh, at, where I believe you got your doctorate. Is yep. that uh, yep. true? Uh, you know, I, I'm a, I have a Bachelor of Fine Arts from 1977, nice. so go back a few years. Yeah. Um, uh, we want to talk about a number of things now, uh, including uh, your work as a comics writer. You made the transition sure. from academic to actual comics writer, yep. uh, working with uh, the bad mofo himself, yep. David Walker, yep. Uh, yep. and yep. the artist, I believe, uh, Ray Anthony Hyde. Yep, and Alisa Martinez as well. There you go. Oh, yes. So we're going to talk about that too, but let's start off, and, and let me get my notes together here. Let's talk off with um, the Encyclopedia of Black Comics. Yep. Um, uh, this is certainly a groundbreaking work uh, that really does research into so many of the, the pioneers of uh, working in black comics, as well as contemporary right. authors. Uh, um, my own information about this, much of it comes from Professor uh, uh, Bill Foster. I believe you were on a panel with him yesterday. Yes, correct. I, I wasn't able to get here. Um, but first, uh, I've sketched in some background about you. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about your background and and how you got interested in comics yeah as a fan and as a as an as a scholar definitely so I, I got interested in comics at Howard University when I was doing my dissertation um, I did my dissertation on the boondocks comic strip you know I was sure. interested mm -hmm. in why and how the boondocks comic strip was so popular but it was also so black like it, yes. it used african-american vernacular English it had black themes um, black sympathies talked about the black experience and so that's that was my interest entry point into comics and before that I actually wasn't into comics at all really um, I always thought about comics as just superhero books um, but the boondocks comic strip really showed me that comics can be political socially conscious um, and they can do a lot of great things actually in the community and when we talk about representation so from there you know I wrote uh, black comics politics of race and representation which made me the uh, first and only black female to win an Eisner Award and I wrote that book because that's the book I was looking for when I was doing my dissertation awesome. on black comic strips. You know, I wanted a history 
of black comic strips. Um, there were there were there weren't many books that focused on the contributions of black people and the, the historical trajectory. And so what I've been trying to do since then is preserve the history, push black comics culture forward because I think it's a very important part of our culture um, that doesn't really get talked about a lot. Um, I think recently we've been seeing conversations around comics outside of just like the quote unquote geek nerd spaces sure. and more in a public sphere which I think is great and which I think is where I come in because you know I, I'm a scholar and academic but not, I'm also now in the comics world and I think I can bring um, quote unquote outsiders into the comics yeah. world as well. Well let's talk about the, the encyclopedia. Uh, can you give us some information about the beginnings of it? Yeah. I mean uh, first of all, getting a publisher interest, interested into it, but how? <laughs> uh, uh, but how? I mean, how long have you been working on it? And uh, yeah. So I've been thinking about creating an encyclopedia of Black comics since at least 2013. But every time I would think about it, I would think that the task is just way too daunting. Like, who in their right mind would write an encyclopedia? Um, but then after a few years, I realized that I knew enough people in the comics industry to help me with this. And I knew that people would be supportive because they wanted it as well. And so what I did was reached out to my community and said, hey, don't you want to write about people that you work with, that you know about? And so I got people to write entries about people they worked with and know about. You know, I got an advisory board to help me decide on who was going to go into this first volume, which was obviously very, very important. Um, and from there was just really all hands on deck, um, helping me put this book together. Funny thing about the publisher is I, I had another publisher at the beginning, mm -hmm. and they wanted me to do a book that was going to be about $200, and I said, no, I want this book to be accessible, and I want people to be able to afford it because it's for the people. It's not for a library. And so right in the middle of um, creating the book, I switched publishers, and I was freaking out because I'm like, who am I going to find to publish this book? Um, and I'd already had yeah. contacts with Fulcrum, and they jumped right on it. And we should say Fulcrum, uh, Fulcrum has an interesting background. They're actually taking on uh, quite a few uh, yep. comics publishing. You're sitting right next to uh, Joe yep. Gilder, who's, yep. who also has uh, been publishing his series on black yep. history. So uh, I, I don't know a lot about Fulcrum, but mm -hmm. I, I'm certainly very interested in their publishing program. Yeah, and so I knew about Fulcrum because I knew Joe Christian Gill, who did mm -hmm. um, uh, Strange Fruit and Talented Tenth, and actually wrote a forward for one of his books. So I already uh -huh. had the contact information for Fulcrum, and I went right to my email and emailed them about publishing the encyclopedia, and they were so excited about it. And you can tell how excited they were about the book by, by the way the book came out. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and the design of the book and, and the attention to detail. Mm -hmm. um, so you you started uh, getting entries. I mean, obviously you're soliciting writers to do pieces. Right. You're going you're doing the editing of the piece. Right. Um, I mean, you've done I guess some of the recess uh, the, the research already in advance. Right. Um, I, even before I came up here, right. I was were were re was reading some of them. Mm -hmm. uh, 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 in particular, and I'm actually this particular entry, mm -hmm. uh, uh, the um, the creator mm -hmm. uh, Christopher Priest actually wrote the afterword for yes. the book. And Very if I grateful. may say so, uh, that that afterword should be packaged in a separate essay <laughs> and circulated That's a good everywhere. Idea, actually. It's one of the best. Uh, and most down-to-earth and uh, uh, clear uh, discussions of institutionalized racism mm -hmm. I think I've read anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I think yeah. as a comic book writer, it might get uh, a little more um, 
circulation at a time where mm -hmm. you know, so many of these efforts to include a, a broader mm -hmm. both audience and creators seem to be dismissed as mm -hmm. something else other than what it is, right. uh, as he puts it, just right. pointing out facts. Right, 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 right. <laughs> uh, but that said, um, uh, uh, it was a, a wonderful entry. Uh, right. uh, actually, maybe you could tell our readers who may not know anything about Christopher Priest. Oh, yeah. Who he is. Christopher Priest. He did Priest, the afterword to your book. You know, in my opinion, Christopher Priest is a legend. You know, I mm. met him when I started uh, mm -hmm. co-writing my comic book, Superb. I met him in L.A. Um, he is one of the early um, people to work with Milestone, um, writer of Black Panther, uh, brilliant mind, um, and yeah, he's a legend. Mm -hmm. Um, now, I also noticed that you uh, have Professor uh, uh, Skip Gates is also yeah. doing a... Now, I only have the galley, so I haven't had a chance to see it yet. Yeah. Um, how, did, how did you get in... How did you hook up with uh, Professor Gates? So, I really wanted Professor Gates to write the forward because I wanted him to ground the book within black culture in general. You know, so the book is focused obviously on black comics, but Henry Louis Gates was able to ground it within the history of black culture, which is very important, which is why what I'm trying to do in comics is expand the conversation, push it a little bit forward outside outside of comics a little bit, so people can recognize that comics actually have had a lot to say about social justice, racism, police brutality, etc. And he did a very good job of doing that. I mean, right at the beginning of the, the forward, you know, he makes the connection to like Foxy Brown with, uh, with a uh, Torchy. Um, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. yeah. Um, it, maybe explain to our audience why an encyclopedia of black comics is needed. So more encyclopedias of black comics are needed, um, because there's such a vast history within black comics culture. Um, and there's so many people that we need to uplift in the comics community that often don't get mentioned. Um, and so this one book obviously couldn't include everybody that we wanted to include, um, which further proves the point yeah. that we need to have more of these types of books out there. And for me, I'm always interested in learning about comics, and this process enabled me to learn more about particularly people who might be lesser known in comics. So my thinking was, if somebody was looking for a black female writer, I want them to be able to go to this book and find a black female writer. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, uh, well, we mentioned him earlier, uh, Professor Bill. Mm -hmm. um, uh, he's certainly been an inspiration to me. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure most people have not heard of him. Oh, yeah. uh, I was uh, fortunate when uh, you did win your Eisner Award. Yeah. I was uh, in the audience oh, uh, nice. in San Diego. We had pictures of, yeah. him, uh, of you. Uh, and I, I believe at the time, uh, Professor Bill was there yes, also. Was. Uh, but maybe you could tell our audience a little bit about Professor Bill yeah. and how maybe he figured in this book. Professor Foster is a comics historian. Yes, he is. Um, <laughs> brilliant mind. Um, I met him at San Diego Comic-Con when I won the Eisner. He actually spoke at San Diego Comic-Con. Um, I think Orrin Evans got inducted to the Hall of Fame. I can't remember if it was Orrin Evans or someone else. And I think uh, William Foster... Uh, spoke on his behalf mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and since then Professor Foster has been my go-to just for information and for direction yes. and for help um, and so yeah and I'll just mention his books I mean I don't even know if they're, they're still in print looking for a face like mine yes uh, in particular uh, uh, essays and interviews yes about really uh, the pioneers of, 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 of black American cartooning and comics yep. um, uh, 
uh, a great guy, a pioneer. Also, he's at most of the big shows yes. with his exhibit. Yes. Uh, and a real pioneer yes. in doing this kind of research. Yes, and that reminds me, I actually met Professor Foster at Ekbach um, before no, yeah. before mm-hmm. I won the Eisner mm-hmm. Award in Philadelphia. Yeah, and uh, I just uh, I apologize for just pointing to myself, but I had the the the, the honor of being asked by uh, Comic Con uh, to stand in and accept uh, when Matt Baker. Uh, was mm-hmm. accepted into the Will Eisner nice. Hall of Fame, so I was uh, I was fortunate enough to just be a stand-in and accept nice. the award and just say a few words uh, about a historic figure. Nice. Um, uh, will this book be? Is there a database on the side? Obviously, I mean, reference books have yeah. their uh, are important, but they also in this day and age of digital publishing, yeah. they have many drawbacks. Right. They're obsolete as soon as yeah, they're published. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's to become of this incredible research? Because it's obviously an ongoing project. That's a good question. So there is an ebook version um, of the book, mm-hmm. and I'm planning on in a couple of years, you know, if this book does well, to do a volume two, to do a volume three, and continue it on because I still find the value in hard copy books, and sure. I, I personally don't think hard copy books are going to go away. Um, so no, I, I agree 100. percent Sometimes reference books, though, uh, are a little challenged these oh, days. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, because of the the lag time. Yeah. Um, uh, that's and, why I'm just and, wondering and, if some sort of database. Yeah, was and maybe a database conceived. is something that people could potentially add to on a fairly a fairly daily mm-hmm. basis, and mm-hmm. it could be more comprehensive mm-hmm. and more um, uh, more inclusive than than the limited space of a book. Um, and there are some online databases. Um, Yes, that, uh, uh, informal, that, uh, actually, done yeah, by, informal. Non, yep. by, by non-academics. Uh, yep. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think, in fact, I think there's a, uh, a cartoonist, uh, Mary Naomi, has a database. She's uh, an Asian-American uh, cartoonist. I think she has a database just of people of color. Okay, yeah. You know, across the board. Yeah. Uh, because she got tired of hearing people say right. that, there you know, that, yeah, okay, I don't yeah. know any or right. whatever. Right, um, So, uh, on a related question, uh, obviously we've seen that comics uh, as a discipline in mm-hmm. academia mm-hmm. Uh, seems to be a really uh, exciting yes. uh, area. Um, could you give us some of your thoughts on that, uh, African-American cartoonists and other yeah. uh, people of color? So actually, I just recently saw the first job ad for a comic scholar. That was the title at the University of Oregon. And I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, that that's a big statement and says a lot. Um, and actually, the National Communication Association, which I'm a part of, is trying to create a, um, a, a basically a comics caucus, like a comics unit, because people are like studying comics now. And, and uh, ten years ago, when I was studying comics in grad school, it was not like that. You know, when I said I wanted to study comics at Howard University, people looked at me like I was crazy. Like, why is this important? And so it's just nice to see the evolution of comics and, and, and how comics are pushing into all these other uh, fields, including uh, academia. So, uh, what do you what uh, what courses do you teach at at Ryder? So, I teach in the Department of Communication and Journalism at Ryder University. I teach legal and ethical issues in communication. I teach intercultural communication, interpersonal communication, group communication. I teach a bunch of different courses under the umbrella mm-hmm. of communication. All right, let's segue to superb. Nice. And. Uh, so what we're talking about here is a really uh, interesting and unusual series. This is part 
of Lion Forge, which is which um, uh, we've reported on quite a bit. It publishes weekly and more to come. A very interesting new comics publisher. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, superb is part of the Catalyst Prime Correct. superhero science fiction universe, as uh, Joe Illich describes mm-hmm. it. Uh, uh, your editor, I presume. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, but tell us something about Superb. A very interesting. Uh, in a time, I think, where superhero comics and um, and non-superhero comics are bringing a vast number of communities mm-hmm. uh, that were ignored into mm-hmm. the comic book mm-hmm. world. Uh, Superb is, in particular, yeah. very distinct. I think Superb is showing us the possibilities and where we can go with comics. So yes. we have a superhero who's a main character with Down syndrome, who's best friends with a black female superhero yes. who's also mm-hmm. a teenager. And then there are also some subtle political elements that we've included uh, in Superb that I think um, are good fodder for you know older readers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the, that Superb uh, reaches a, a vast audience in that way. And the good thing about Superb is the two teenagers in the comic book actually talk like teenagers, sure. but mm-hmm. we're still able to include some of those political elements um, and relevancy that we see today. Like we, we incorporate things like <laughs> fake news and, um, and uh, dissemination of media in, into the comic. And so I think in that way it's pushing comics, comics culture forward, definitely. Um, well, uh, tell us a little bit about your 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 co-creators yeah. as well, because um, certainly you're working with David Walker. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, I am co-writing Superb with David Walker, obviously a household name in comics, mm-hmm. and a, and since this is my first time actually writing a comic book I think it's a it was a pretty good place for me to start as a comic book writer um, obviously you know I'm gonna be in the field for a while and going on, mm-hmm. on to probably write my own books and so it's just great to learn from someone like that right out the gate um, um, so maybe you could tell us a little bit about how this character was developed mm-hmm. I mean how did you come to to you know to have yeah. this kind of a superhero so the shell of the idea was brought to us by the owner of lion forge and mm-hmm. so me and david it was our job to this is david stewart. yeah david mm-hmm. me and me and david walker co-writer it mm-hmm. was our job to put david stewart the owner yeah, of lion yes. forge's mm-hmm. you know idea um, into a comic book and to create the story and so this idea of a, a superhero with Down syndrome was given to us and then we made the story and actually we work with the National Down Syndrome Society yes, mm-hmm. who actually uh, reads over the scripts to make sure we're getting the representation right. Yeah, it, uh, very interesting um, uh, because we're you know in an aside I'm working on another situation uh, you know, there was a New York Times story a couple of weeks ago about um, using so-called sensitivity readers yes. in uh, young adult fiction, uh, and there is this sort of misunderstanding, and in some place, I think, sort of like in- intentional misleading of people to mm-hmm. turn these issues of inclusion into issues of censorship. Yeah. Uh, no, it's not that. You know, yeah. this is a professional issue of, uh, of, of of making a story and getting it right, yeah. of being editing, of research, of right. fact checking. This is okay. not about anything other than that. Yeah, and I'm so glad it's you brought interesting that up. To you, you yeah, I'm, talk glad, about I'm glad you mentioned that because the, um, the sensitivity reader issue came up at New York Comic Con as well. Um, and what the National Down Syndrome Society does is they read over the scripts, but they don't get to tell us what goes into sure. the book. Yeah. And so that's the difference. So they're not yeah. censoring, you know, they're giving us feedback. And when you're somebody writing about someone else's experience, 
you should want to have a sensitivity writer because you should want to get it right because when you don't get it right you have uh, media that comes out um, that portrays people in ways that you don't want them to be portrayed. As many of these people have been misportrayed yes. and distorted yes. and um, diminished for yes. decades upon decades. Exactly. Uh, if these if these uh, readers were called fact checkers, no one would right. even bring up the right. subject. Um, right. But anyway, that's another issue. Yes. Yeah, I'm glad you <laughs> that's that up. floating around out here that needs to be addressed sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I would love for you to talk just a little bit about the Catalyst Prime universe because it's really, I mean, you're, this is one part of it, a really yeah. broad-based and really visionary comic right. book universe mm-hmm. um, that's uh, being constructed right before mm-hmm. our eyes. Yeah, so the Catalyst Prime universe is pretty awesome. There's several titles in the Catalyst Prime universe, and basically each title is a different story about how communities are dealing with these meteor fragments that hit the Earth and created these enhanced beings. And so each story, written by different writers, um, deals with that sort of impact in very different ways. So you even have the story of a Summit, who was one of the astronauts, and the story of Noble, uh, who was one of the astronauts, and how they're dealing with the aftermath of the meteors hitting the Earth. Um, so, um, well, you've given me a lot of time here, but I, one thing I'm really interested in, I mean, we're in a really important moment in comics across the world here. I mean, in terms of the American comic book market, it's uh, it's, it's exploded beyond the one genre marketplace. I, I grew up as uh, at a time uh, when superhero comics were all you could get. And if you're an artist, that's all you could kind of aspire to be. All of that has changed now in so many ways. As you look out over uh, the marketplace for comics and the creative landscape. I mean, what do you see? Uh, uh, yeah, I think what's happening is good. You know, in the 70s, we, we began to focus more on superhero comics, which actually made us lose some of the female fan base. Yes. But now, since comics are being pushed forward by a lot of different people coming in the field and comics interacting with other areas, now we're seeing um, better stories, more diverse stories. You know, yeah. we're seeing people that might not work in comics do things like Luke Cage and create a really awesome series because we're collaborating more. It's not just the quote-unquote nerd geeks that are in- interested in comics. Now we're able to talk about this in a public forum and pub- public space. And that's why we're in this moment of a sort of comics, black comics arts renaissance. Absolutely. If I just may add, but w- there are indeed, for the first time, comics for everybody, for yes. all, all communities. Yes. Uh, and not only uh, about communities, but communities are creating them themselves. Definitely. So it's, it's, it's an awesome time to be in comics. Definitely. Uh, just getting to, uh, t- to talk to you uh, yes. is another indicator <laughs> of how much Absolutely. Uh, this whole thing has changed. So let me ask you, what are you going to be doing here at the Black Comic Book Festival? So at the Black Comic Book Festival, I am selling the Encyclopedia of Black Comics, which is almost sold out for uh, for there the weekend. Uh, well, that's what every author um, loves to hear. <laughs> and uh, more importantly, meeting uh, more creators, more artists, illustrators, more people in the field, um, so I can kind of push the Encyclopedia of Black Comics and future volumes forward. Well, you couldn't ask for a better place to do it at. Absolutely. Uh, this uh, actually is kind of under control a little bit this year. Yeah. This show has been insane the last really, couple of years. Really, I mean, it's, really, it's still a little early. Yeah, that's well, the line. There's a line outside around nice. the corner. Nice. It's a really nice. amazing. So, uh, but look, I, I, look, thank you so much for thank your you. time. It's a really pleasure to meet you. Uh, congratulations on the book, on thank your you. awards, and the impact uh, that you're having on comics. Thank you. Thank uh, so, you so much. And thank you for being on More to Come. Oh, yeah, definitely. Thank you.